أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون وسواء عليهم أأنذرتهم أم لم تنذرهم لا يؤمنون إنما تنذر من اتبع الذكر وخشي الرحمن بالغيب فبشره بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاءها المرسلون إذ أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما أنزل الرحمن من شيء إن أنتم إلا تكذبون قالوا ربنا يعلم إنا إليكم لمرسلون وما علينا إلا البلاغ المبين قالوا إنا تطيرنا بكم لئن لم تنتهوا لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا قوم اتبعوا المرسلين اتبعوا من لا يسألكم أجرا وهم 
المهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أأتخذ من دونه آلهة إن يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغني عني شفاعتهم شيئا ولا ينقذون إني إذا لفي ضلال مبين إني آمنت بربكم فاسمعون قيل دخل الجنة قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين وما أنزلنا على قومه من بعده من جند من السماء وما كنا منزلين إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم خامدون يا حسرة على العباد ما يأتيهم من رسول إلا كانوا به يستهزئون ألم يروا كم أهلكنا قبلهم من الكرون أنهم إليهم لا يرجعون وإن كل لما جميع لدينا محضرون وآية لهم الأرض الميتة أحييناها وأخرجنا منها حبا فمنه يأكلون وجعلنا فيها جنات من نخيل وأعناب وفجرنا فيها من العيون ليأكلوا من ثمره وما عملته أيديهم أفلا يشكرون سبحان الذي خلق الأزواج كلها مما تنبت الأرض ومن أنفسهم ومما لا يعلمون وآية لهم الليل نسلخ منه النهار فإذا هم مظلمون والشمس تجري لمستقر لها ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم والقمر قدرناه منازل حتى عادك العرجون القديم للشمس ينبغي لها أن تدرك القمر ولا الليل سابق النهار وكل في فلك يسبحون وآية لهم أنا حملنا ذريتهم في الفلك المشحون وخلقنا لهم من مثله ما يركبون وإن نشأ نغرقهم فلا صريخ لهم ولا هم ينقذون إلا رحمة منا ومتاعا إلى حين وإذا قيل لهم اتقوا ما بين أيديكم وما خلفكم لعلكم ترحمون وما تأتيهم من آية من آيات ربهم إلا كانوا عنها معرضين 
وإذا قيل لهم أنفقوا مما رزقكم الله قال الذين كفروا للذين آمنوا أنطعم من لو يشاء الله أطعمه إن أنتم إلا في ضلال مبين ويقولون متى هذا الوعد إن كنتم صادقين ما ينذرون إلا صيحة واحدة تأخذهم وهم يخصمون فلا يستطيعون توسية ولا إلى أهلهم يرجعون ونفخ في السور فإذا هم من الأجداث إلى ربهم ينسلون قالوا يا ويلنا من بعثنا من مرقدنا هذا ما وعد الرحمن وصدق المرسلون إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم جميع لدينا محضرون فاليوم لا تظلم نفس شيئا ولا تجزون إلا ما كنتم تعملون إن أصحاب الجنة اليوم في شغل فاكهون هم وأزواجهم في ظلال على الأرائك متكئون لهم فيها فاكهة ولهم ما يدعون سلام قولا من رب رحيم وامتاز اليوم أيها المجرمون ألم أعهد إليكم يا بني آدم ألا تعبدوا الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين وأن يعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم ولقد أضل منكم جبلا كثيرا فلم تكونوا تعقلون هذه جهنم التي كنتم توعدون اصلوها اليوم بما كنتم تكفلون اليوم نختم على أفواههم وتكلمنا أيديهم وتشهد أرجلهم بما كانوا يكسبون ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ومن نعمره ننكسه في الخلق أفلا يعقلون وما علمناه الشعر وما ينبغي له إن هو إلا ذكر وقرآن مبين لينذر من كان حيا ويحق القول على الكافرين أولم يروا أنا خلقنا لهم مما عملت أيدينا أنعاما فهم لها مالكون وذللناها لهم فمنها ركوبهم ومنها يأكلون ولهم فيها منافع ومشارب أفلا يشكرون واتخذوا من دون الله آلهة لعلهم ينكرون 
يُنصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُندٌ مُحْضَرُونَ فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنْسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّجَرِ الْأَخْضَرِ نَارًا فَإِذَا أَنْتُمْ مِنْهُ تُوْقِدُونَ أَوَلَيْسَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ مِثْلَهُمْ بَلَا وَهُوَ الْخَلَّاكُ الْعَلِيمُ إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ فسبحان الذي بيده ملكوت كل شيء وإليه ترجعون صدق الله العظيم اللهم آمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين اللهم إنا نحتفظك ونستودعك أدياننا وأبداننا وأنفسنا وأهلنا وأولادنا وأولادنا وأموالنا وكل شيء أعطيتنا اللهم اجعلنا وإياهم في كنفك وأمانك وعياذك من كل شيطان مريد وجبار عنيد وذي بغي وذي حسد ومن شر كل ذي شر إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم جملنا بالعافية والسلام وحققنا بالتقوى والاستقامة وأعذنا من موجبات الندامة إنك سميع الدعاء اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وأولادنا ومشايخنا وأصحابنا وإخواننا في الدين 
ولمن أحبنا فيك ولمن أحسن إلينا والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصل اللهم على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وارزقنا كمال المتابعة له ظاهرا وباتنا في عافية وسلامة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا الله يا الله ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله هو خيرا وأعظم أجرا واستغفر الله إن الله غفور رحيم أستغفر الله 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 
ഹിമ اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله 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 
لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل 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 
اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد صاحب التاج والمعراج والبراك والعلم دافع البلاء والوباء والقحط والمرض والألم اسمه مكتوب مرفوع مشفوع منكوش في اللوه والقلم سيد العرب والعجم جسمه مقدس معتر متهر منور في البيت والحرم شمس الدحى بدر الدجى صدر العلا نور الهدى كهف الورى مصباح الظلم جميل الشيم شفيع الأمم صاحب الجود والكرم والله عاصمه وجبريل خادمه والبراك مركبه والمعراج سفره وسدرة المنتهى مقامه وقاب قوسين مطلوبه والمطلوب مقصوده والمقصود موجوده سيد المرسلين خاتم النبيين شفيع المذنبين أنيس الغريبين رحمة للعالمين راحة العاشقين مراد المشتاقين شمس العارفين سراج السالكين مصباح المقربين محب الفقراء والغرباء والمساكين سيد الثقلين نبي الحرمين إمام القبلتين وسيلتنا في الدارين وسيلتنا في الدارين صاحب قاب قوسين محبوب رب المشرقين والمغربين جد الحسن والحسين جد الحسن والحسين مولانا ومولى الثقلين أبي القاسم محمد بن عبد الله نور من نور الله نور من نور الله يا أيها المشتاقون بنور جماله صلوا عليه وآله وأصحابه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وارخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم 
wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahu akbar allahu akbar allahu akbar la ilaha illallah sayyidina muhammadur rasulullah allahumma amin 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا علي يا عظيم يا حليم يا عليم أنت ربي وعلمك حسبي فنعم الرب ربي ونعم الحسب حسبي تنسر من تشاء وأنت العزيز الرحيم نسألك العصمة في الحركات والسكنات والكلمات والإرادات والخطرات من الشكوك والذنون والأوهام الساترة للقلوب عن مطالعة الغيوب فقد ابتلي المؤمنون وزلزلوا زلزالا شديدا وإذ يقول المنافقون والذين في قلوبهم مرض ما وعدنا الله ورسوله إلا غرورا فثبتنا وانصرنا وسخر لنا هذا البحر كما سخرت البحر لموسى وسخرت النار لإبراهيم وسخرت الجبال والحديد لداود وسخرت الريح والشياطين والجن لسليمان وسخر لنا كل بحر هو لك في الأرض والسماء والملك والملكوت وبحر الدنيا وبحر الآخرة وسخر لنا كل شيء يا من بيده ملكوت كل شيء كاف ها يا عين صاد كاف ها يا عين صاد كاف ها يا عين صاد انصرنا فإنك خير الناصرين وافتح لنا فإنك خير الفاتحين واغفر لنا فإنك خير الغافرين وارحمنا فإنك خير الراحمين 
وَرْزُقُنَا فَإِنَّكَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ وَاهْدِنَا وَنَجِّنَا مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ وَهَبْ لَنَا رِيحًا طَيِّبَةً كَمَا هِيَ فِي عِلْمِكَ وَانْشُرْهَا عَلَيْنَا مِنْ خَزَائِنِ رَحْمَتِكَ وَحْمِلْنَا بِهَا حَمْلَ الْكَرَامَةِ مَعَ السَّلَامَةِ وَالْعَافِيَةِ فِي الدِّينِ وَالدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ اللهم يسر لنا أمورنا مع الراحة لقلوبنا وأبداننا والسلامة والعافية في دنيانا وديننا وكن لنا صاحبا في سفرنا وخليفة في أهلنا واطمس على وجوه أعدائنا وامسخهم على مكانتهم فلا يستطيعون المضيئ ولا المجيء إلينا ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم وقد خاب من حمل ظلما طاسين حاميم عين قاف مرج البحرين يلتقيان بينهما برزخ لا يبغيان حاميم 
حاميم حاميم حاميم حاميم حاميم حاميم هم الأمر وجاء النصر فعلينا لا ينصرون حاميم تنزيل الكتاب من الله العزيز العليم غافر الذنب وقابل الطوب شديد العقاب ذي الطول لا إله إلا هو إليه المصير بسم الله بابنا تبارك حيطاننا ياسين سقفنا كاف ها يا عين صاد كفايتنا حاميم عين سين قاف حمايتنا فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم ستر العرش مسبول علينا وعين الله ناظرة إلينا بحول الله لا يقدر علينا والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء
وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله والحمد لله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لطيف بعباده يرزق من يشاء وهو القوي العزيز يا لطيف 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 يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه 
الطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه الطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير اللهم يا من لطفت في خلق السماوات والأرض ولطفت بالأجنة في بطون أمهاتها ألطف بنا لطفا يليك بكرمك ورحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله اللهم يا من جعلت الصلاة على النبي من القربات نتقرب إليك بكل صلاة سليت عليه من أول النشأة إلى ما لا نهاية من الكمالات بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك 
اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه في كل لمحه ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه في كل لمحه ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك Inshallah, we'll continue with Dhikr Jami'ah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma wasi'ahu ilmullah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ إن شاء الله مكتوع عنه اللهم أمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد 
كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما بركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our Shaykh, teacher, Murshid, and master, Sayyidina Shaykh Faisal Hamid Abdul Razak. O oh Allah, may you increase him in knowledge and wisdom. O oh Allah, may you protect him from evil, and we pray that he will lead his marids on the straight path towards you. O oh Allah, we pray for the Shaykh and his family. We pray that you strengthen them in Iman, keep them in good health, and grant them long life in Islam. O oh Allah, we pray that you protect them from all evil, ease their trials, and grant them the sweetness of paradise. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِينَا عَذَابِ النَّارِ O Allah, forgive us for our sins and guide us on the straight path leading to paradise. O Allah, you know the needs of all of us present here. O Allah, answer our dua and take care of our needs. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our parents that you grant them your grace and mercy as they raise us in childhood. O Allah, grant our parents long life and good health in Islam. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive our parents and grant them paradise. O Allah, for our parents who have passed away and returned to you, O Allah, we beg you to forgive them. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the merits of Shaykh Faisal throughout the world. O Allah, we pray that you ease our trials and grant us the strength to face our trials. O Allah, make it easy for us to gain true knowledge and to practice it, to be good merits and to get ever closer to you. O Allah, you know the needs of all of the merits. O Allah, we beg you to answer our dua and take care of our needs. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the Muslims around the world. O oh Allah, we pray that you strengthen us in Iman. O oh Allah, we pray for unity and to make us stronger as a nation. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please comfort and relieve all Muslims who are suffering and have suffered losses. O oh Allah, you are the all-powerful and the almighty. O oh Allah, we beg you to give us victory against the unbelievers. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for the International Islamic Forum and Al-Fasr and Halaka. May you make it easy for us to establish many messages for your sake. May you bless the Islamic form and then fasten the halakha to be a beacon of to be a beacon of light for Islam throughout the world. And may you help us to finish building the new message soon and make it easy for us to do so. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursani walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم 
Allahumma allimna ma yanfawna wanfa'ana bima 'allamtana wazidna min fadlika 'ilman wa ta'liman yuqarribuna minka bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta ya hayyu ya qayyum taj'alul hazna idha shi'ta sahlan sahla Allahumma a'izna min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina wa aslih lana sha'nana kullahu la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahil aliyyil azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amin amin amma ba'd my dear brothers and sisters assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu may the peace and blessings of god almighty be with each and every one of you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the Quran in Surah Al-Qalam chapter 68 verse 4 Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim wa innaka la'ala khuluqin azim and you are on an exalted standard of character you are you O prophet of Allah O messenger of Allah you are on an exalted plane of existence the Prophet ﷺ is described in that way by Allah in this Quran to establish the fact that the Prophet ﷺ is the greatest human being ever, the greatest personality ever, the greatest from among all of humanity. But not only that, the greatest creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Khayru Khalqillah the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And, and so, in this theme, the, the series, this theme of lectures on the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest, we analyze this statement that the Prophet is the greatest personality ever, the greatest human being ever. Uh, using the linguistic technique of great, greater, greatest, and then ultimately the greatest to look at the Prophet And we, we mentioned before what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the Prophet in the Quran. Then what the Prophet says about himself in the Hadith. And then there's also what refer, the scholars refer to as Shahadat al-Waqiyah. The testimony of uh, people who knew him, the, the times and situations in his time, 14 centuries ago, he lived in Mecca and then in Medina. The, the people who interacted with him, what they said about him. For example, the, in Mecca, they, they gave him titles because of the great personality he had. They would call him As-Sadiq, Al-Amin, the truth, truthful one, the trustworthy one. Uh, so Shahadat al-Waqiyah, they, they gave him titles. And even after the, the 40 years of age, when he received revelation, he told them about he's a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They must follow Islam, la ilaha illallah. And the, many of them opposed him, but they still gave him their valuables to keep for protection.
for safekeeping. He was, as it were, the safety deposit box for the people of Mecca. They would come and give him their uh, valuables, and he would keep it for them. Uh, and so that is an amazing thing, especially when your enemy can trust you with their valuable belongings. In today's society, many people would not even trust their best friend with their belongings, their values, their money and wealth and, and so on, let alone your enemy. Not so with the Prophet. So Shahadatul Waqiyah. And then there is Shahadatul Adu, which is this point that we just mentioned, Shahadatul Adu, the testimony of his enemies, what they said about him. For example, the statement of of Abu Sufyan, Sayyidina Abu Sufyan radiallahu anhu, but this is before he became Muslim, when he was still uh, among the leading opponents of the Prophet uh, Sayyidina Abu Sufyan, he, for example, led the Quraysh army at Uhud and so on. When he was uh, questioned by Herakl, Zaim Rom, uh, about the relationship of the Prophet and the Sahabas, the Sahabas to, to the Prophet he said, مَا رَأَيْتُ أَحَدًا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِأَحَدٍ كَحُبِّ أَصْحَابِ مُحَمَّدٍ مُحَمَّدًا I've never seen anyone who is more loved by his followers than the love of the followers of Muhammad for Muhammad. The, the followers of Muhammad and the Sahabas for uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Shahadatul Shahadatul Adu, and thirdly Shahadatul Ahbab, what his followers, those who loved him, those who believed in him, those who followed him, his companions, what they said about him, amazing things indeed, and not only that, what they said about him, but what they did, how they followed him, followed his Sunnah, to the minutest of details, sometimes incomprehensible. Qadi Iyad ibn Musa al-Yahsubi, this great scholar of Islam, in his Kitab al-Shifa, with Ta'arif Hukuk al-Mustafa, this great book of the, of, about the Prophet he mentioned this incident, which is also quoted by other scholars, that one day, the Prophet was returning to Medina with a group of Sahabas. And on the outskirts of Medina, he was at junction in the road, an intersection in the road. And he, he stopped there and he made a full circle at that intersection with his horse. And the Sahabu related this incident and said that he noticed this. He didn't find out from the Prophet why he did it. The Prophet just made a circle there and then he continued towards Medina. But the Sahaba said that for the rest of his life, whenever he would pass by that same junction, he would make a full circle before continuing, only because he saw the Prophet doing this. It's amazing the relationship of the followers of the Prophet, the, the, the companions, and the companions is the correct, uh, deliberate name of the, uh, for those who followed the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this sublime character and morals, it's tremendous nature of the Prophet made him outstanding in all aspects that he became 
great in each aspect, greater than anyone else, to establish him as truly the greatest personality ever, the greatest human being ever that lived, that, that walked on this earth. And, and part of the shahada, the testimony now to this is the, the, the non-Muslims. What many non-Muslims have said about the Prophet some amazing things, including statements which said that he, the Prophet, is truly the greatest human being ever. The most influential person in all of history. Among them, Michael Hart, in his book, The 100, a ranking of the, most, the 100 most important people in history, most influential people in history. And so throughout history, he recorded all the great people, ranked them in, in order of importance. And the most important person, the greatest, the most influential person, he put number one on that list, is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So that is third party endorsement. We, we mentioned in our previous lectures, and this is part three of our series, about the, the great statesman, the Prophet and what he achieved, how he fulfilled this, this being a great statement, in, in a unique way that no one compares with him. How he found his nation divided and disunited and in disarray and chaos and how he united them. He set about the task to bring them together and in a relatively short period of time he united them under the banner of a one specific message, the message of Islam. They all believed in that. One specified role in history to invite people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unheard of in all of human history. And he fulfilled this task in such a unique level as it is truly unique in all of history. We also mention the Prophet as the great liberator. He found his, his country weak, some parts occupied by foreign powers, this is the entire Arabian region. Uh, never dream of liberating itself because those occupiers are so powerful. And then he exerted himself to liberate them. And then he built an army, a unique army in and of itself. In a few years, it became the most powerful army by the time of uh, Fatah of Mecca the most powerful army, in, in fact. Uh, and, and this is just eight years after the Hijra, relatively short period of time in, in the annals of history. It's like a drop in an ocean. Uh, and when he conquered Mecca, uh, he entered Mecca and it was a bloodless conquest. Not a drop of blood was, shelled, was, was, uh, was spilled. The, the Quraysh just gave in and surrendered to him. His army was so powerful, they could not stand in front of his army. It's, it's, it's amazing the, how the tide of affairs changed in the life of the Prophet What happened? You know, two years earlier at Hudaybiyah, the, the Quraysh were more powerful than the Muslims. They refused them entry when they came to, for Umrah. And they, are t they come to Hudaybiyah, they can see Mecca in the distance. Quraysh stopped them. They had to turn back empty-handed. In that situation, then when they conquered Mecca, 
the Prophet Ali is on his camel, Al Qaswa, Sahaba leading the camel, the Prophet is reciting the Quran, Surah Al Fat, Inna Fatahna Laka Fatan Mubinan. Subhanallah. Uh, Allah says that he's, He granted the Prophet the greatest of victory. The greatest of victory. So, this great liberator, the Prophet, how he liberated his people. As some of the scholars said, that the, the reason detra, the, the reason to be, the objective of the Prophet and the, the Sahabas, that early generation of believers, was the Nukhrija Nasa min ibadatil ibad ila ibadatillah. To, to uh, take people out. Liberate people from the worship of other people to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what this, this army of believers was, what the Prophet raised. Not an army to go and kill people and conquer them and destroy them and destroy property. None of that as armies would usually do. No, but the, the, the aim is much more sublime than that. And so the, the army that the Prophet raised and trained and organized was the army of creed, of aqidah, of belief, the army of principles, the army that sprang out of the a divine message, the message of la ilaha illallah. And this army lived and liberated for, its, for the divine cause that it committed itself to. So the Prophet certainly the, the greatest liberator ever, ever, the greatest military leader ever, the Prophet Then we, we talked also about the Prophet as the great educator, al-mu'allim, one of the beautiful descriptions of the Prophet the great educator. And, and how he influences his followers and, and, and how he called them, how he named them. They refer to as sahabas. They're not referred to as disciples or followers and so on. They're, they're referred to as sahabas. And sahaba has a different connotation than disciples and followers. It, 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 indicates a closeness to your leader. You are the companion of your leader, a closeness, and an encouragement, therefore, to be like your leader. It's not like the leader is untouchable. No, he is with them, and he's raising the level continuously. He's raising the level up like this. So the, the, the Prophet said, the and he treated them in such a way that the, the, the greatness or effectiveness of an, a teacher, an educator, perhaps is most effectively judged by how people are influenced by that teacher. As if a teacher is teaching people something, knowledge just for the sake of knowledge, and they're not doing anything about that knowledge, that cannot be considered an effective or a great teacher. No, you know, like a lecture in, 
in college, university, school, and so on. They just teach you something to, so you can learn something to write, pass an exam. And then at the end of the term, you pass that exam, you don't even bother to look back at that book for the rest of your life. Sometimes you may not use any of that knowledge for the rest of your life. That's different from a teacher that tells you something and expects you to do it and show you how to do it. And he is the example for it. He puts that into practice, so show you how to do it too. And then people are doing this. And then when you can see the level that he achieved, that now, in his time, and until now, 14 centuries after, people are still being touched and influenced by his teachings. Many people, they, 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 they educate people or teach people, but then the, the influence is lost after they die. Not so the Prophet said, it is growing more and more. It's growing more and more. So many people are following the Prophet following his teachings and implementing it in their lives, what is called the Sunnah from the Hadith of the Prophet Millions and millions, billions of people are doing that for the past 14 centuries. Now, today alone, uh, between 1.5 to 2 billion human beings following the Prophet No one compares with him like that. No other person can be compared to the Prophet in this respect. Just this teacher, this ma'alim, this great educator, and therefore he must be the greatest educator ever in the history of humanity. Therefore, the greatest personality. The next point I want to mention to you tonight, uh, in our lecture today, it is the great believer, the great believer, the Prophet Wasallam. Now, you may, you may have experienced the, the spiritual experience in your life, at least once in your life, the feeling that you are so close to Allah, you are so near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you're worshipping Allah sincerely, you feel the sincerity in your heart. You feel this way. You feel this deep ikhlas, the sincerity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You feel that you, your love for Allah is eliminating your heart. This love, this mahabha for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's in your heart. You feel this beautiful spiritual experience. An example is this, in, it's in Ramadan. Like towards the end of Ramadan, like we start Ramadan. This year was an exception because of the pandemic, but let's last year before. You remember your Ramadan feeling, your Ramadan experience. You start, start Ramadan and then you are fasting every day. You are reciting your Tarawih every night. You are making your dua, reciting Quran, dhikr, all these beautiful things. And then sometimes you go into etikaf in Ramadan and especially the last 10 days of Ramadan. And then towards the end of Ramadan, the 27th night for example, you, you have this feeling. You feel this beautiful, pure, spiritual feeling of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a great spiritual experience. It is a rare moment. You feel this way. But how long can people maintain this high level of spirituality? How long? 
you know, after Ramadan, maybe on the day of Eid itself, it starts going away. This beautiful feeling you felt in Ramadan. A few days after Ramadan, a week after, two weeks after, three weeks after, then you lose a lot of that beautiful, special, spiritual feeling. So it's difficult to maintain. Difficult to maintain. But consider the Prophet ﷺ now. This was his continuous state of mind. This was his continuous state of soul. This was his continuous state of, the, of his heart. In fact, this was his continuous state of being. The Prophet ﷺ. This is how he is described. For example, by his wife Sayyidah Aisha, the Sahabas. This is how he described himself. This continuous state of being that you may achieve for a fleeting moment, a short time. But the Prophet every moment of every day, every day of his life, this is a state of being. Deep attachment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The very existence of the Prophet was filled with this connection to Allah, this attachment to Allah, filled with the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his life, filled with the magnitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the life of the Prophet, filled with the mercifulness, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the life of the Prophet, filled with the sovereignty of Allah, how the Prophet is connected to that, filled with the overwhelming power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet subject himself to that, accepting that, and being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet experienced this fleeting moment that you may experience once in your life or a few times in your life. Prophet would have this feeling every moment of his life. The Prophet was described in the hadith mentioned Sahih Bukhari. That the Prophet would engage in the remembrance of Allah in all situations. And in another riwayah, the Prophet would engage in the remembrance of Allah at all times. At all times. And Sayyidah Aisha, when she heard this, she asked the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, how can you engage in remembrance of Allah, be connected to Allah, when you're sleeping? Because you're asleep. You know, she meant that. When we're awake, we can engage in dhikr of Allah and so on. But how do you, how can you do that when you're sleeping? Because the Prophet describes saying that he's always in a state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he responded, he said to his beloved wife, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, that when I sleep, my eyes, my physical eyes are sleeping, but my heart is awake. My heart is awake. And so the heart, his heart, continues to engage in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's always connected to Allah, the great believer, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His visit to Taif. His visit to Taif, 
the Prophet ﷺ, when he went to visit Taif, this is in the Amal Huzan, the year of grief, to call the people there in the tenth year of his mission, call the people there to Islam, the tribe, tribal leaders and the people of Taif called them, and they rejected him. They treated him terribly. They, they, uh, when he was leaving, they stoned him. His beloved feet, his soul, and, his, and it's bleeding as he leaves Taif. And then Allah SWT sent the angel of the mountain to come to him at his command, to command Prophet He command them to do anything, uh, that they can take the mountain and throw it on the city of Taif, destroy all of them. As they did before in the time of Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam, Prophet Lot, to, to the Qawm of Lut, Qawmul Lut, what Allah SWT did to them, destroyed all of them. But the Prophet sallam, this great believer in Allah, he, told, he said to the angels, leave them alone. Perhaps from their progeny, from their descendants, will come those who will worship Allah. And in a relatively short time thereafter, Taif became a city of believers and has continued these past 14 centuries to be a city of believers. Look at the Prophet the great believer in Allah subhanahu his connection to Allah, this continuous, enduring connection to Allah subhanahu wa nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certainly the, the personality of the Prophet as this great believer is outstanding indeed. And the level at which he achieved this makes him the greatest believer ever in the history. No human being, no prophet, no messenger compares to the Prophet He is the greatest believer ever. And then uh, also the Prophet being the great believer led to being the great worshipper of Allah. It's only natural that the great believer should become the great worshipper. Because true knowledge of Allah, this ma'rifatullah, true knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads to true worship of Allah. True belief in Allah leads to sincerity and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the great believer becomes the great worshipper. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in Quran, Innama yakhshallaha min ibadihi ulama The knowledgeable servants of Allah fear him. They have yakhshallah, uh, they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The true, the ones who have true knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so they worship him because of this khashyatullah. Which, which, is, which leads to taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet was the person with the greatest taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no other person that has greater taqwa than the Prophet The Prophet the truthful one, a sadiq al-masduq, the truthful one, the Prophet he said this about himself. He says, Ana atqaqum lillah. I'm the one that has greatest taqwa from among all of you. Ana atqaqum lillah. This is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says. He was, and because now he's greatest taqwa, he is the greatest worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
it's only natural that the great, greatest believer in Allah will become the greatest worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The, the outstanding feature regarding the Prophet is the depth of that feeling, this feeling to be this great worshipper, the deep feeling inside of him, the, the continuous feeling of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every moment he lives in the shade of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The, the continuous remembrance of Allah, the Prophet sallallahu We mentioned what, uh, what, is, what is recorded, uh, reported by Imam Bukhari in the Sahih. كَانَ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ فِي كُلِّ الْأَحْيَانِ كَانَ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ فِي كُلِّ الْأَحْوَالِ That uh, how the Prophet sallallahu is described. This continuous remembrance of Allah. His devotion and prayer, his prolonged dua, spend long time in dua, in dhikr, his standing up, long hours at night, for example, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many hours in salah that his feet would become swollen. The Prophet ﷺ, this uh, constantly and continuously reminding the Muslims, reminding his companions of the presence of Allah whenever anything happens. And he showed them this by his own example, this great worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when rain is falling, that is not taken as just another event that's happening. No, the Prophet والسلام, uh, taught the companions how they connect that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the power of Allah, that when rain falls, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends. And so they, they appeal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy. Then they pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the consequences of the rain, the water, that let it be useful and beneficial for them. Like you have to bring the dead or to life. Be, be useful for vegetation, water for people and for animals and insects and so on. The rain, mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that it would not be a harm, become a, a source of harm and injury uh, for them, like floods and so on. Like we see the Prophet connecting the, his companions, the Muslims, to the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When anything happens, the sun rises uh, or sets. The prayer that we have to do, uh, a plant grows, remembrance of Allah, gratitude to Allah, thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A child is born, when any, any uh, mother give birth to her child, the Prophet connects us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reminding us of the presence of Allah. So Akika, he established the many sunnas of, uh, relating to Akika the, 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 at the occasion of the birth of the baby. We see that as a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the great blessings and bounties in your life is to be blessed with a child. The connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't see it as a natural activity uh, as other people would. No connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no remembrance of Allah uh, and so on. No, 
uh, when someone dies, Prophet remind us about Allah, the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's this great worshiper. Uh, janazah, uh, burial rituals, uh, the, the salah, the prayer for the deceased, and so on. The reminder for those who are alive, and so on. All of these occasions, occasions to remember the presence of Allah in our lives. That is what a worshiper is. The active uh, consciousness of the presence of Allah in every moment of your life. No matter what the incidents are, you're always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the way of the Prophet You know, from the, from the moment he would wake up in the morning, he's remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, the words that, that he would recite, Alhamdulillah, uh, in this way, how we should be mindful in the, to be remembered, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all occasions. The Prophet, this great worshiper, is showing the way, the example for us to follow. And in today's society, we live in a world that rarely feels the existence of Allah. No consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People not care. Even those who claim to believe in God Almighty, it doesn't affect their lives. They do whatever they want to do. You know, uh, there's, there's no uh, consequence or no feeling of the presence of Allah's one life. That's the, 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 the time in which we live now, today's society. Popular culture, fashion and trends in society actively take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, that's what's happening taking people away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, this feature of the Prophet's personality is especially important and relevant today. The great worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the level he achieved it and how he influenced so many people to achieve it, it's unheard of in the annals of history, all of recorded history. Never known from the time of Adam alayhi salam until now and until the Day of Judgment. The Prophet therefore is the greatest worshipper ever to walk on the face of this earth. Another aspect of his multifaceted personality, we're looking at different things to show how in, in that particular thing, he's greatest, the greatest. And may Allah subhanahu wa bless us to be connected to the Prophet May Allah subhanahu wa elevate the maqam of the Prophet in the dunya and in the akhir in every moment and time, continuously. And may Allah subhanahu wa bless us to follow in the footsteps. May Allah subhanahu wa bless us uh, to continue to be a significant member of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.
أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. Today, I want to share with you some reflections on a beautiful hadith that is reported by Imam Bukhari in his Sahih. And this hadith is in volume one, book one, hadith number six of the hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari. It is a hadith that deals with the shama'il of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Shama'il is a specific aspect of the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There are different aspects uh, such as maghazi uh, which deals with the battles and expeditions and wars of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam. Uh, and then shama'il is another aspect of it, uh, of the seerah, which deals with the personal traits and personal descriptions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his, his uh, characteristics, uh, those type of beautiful description of the Prophet Alaihi Sallallahu Wasallam. Here in this hadith, it talks about the early days of the Prophethood, the Risala of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how he was how he behaved, how people responded to him, and so on. The hadith is it's an incident involving Sayyidina Abu Sufyan, anhu, at a time before he accepted Islam, at a time when he was an avowed enemy of the Prophet when he would lead the army of Quraysh against the Muslims and he was leading a trade delegation, a trade mission of Quraysh to Bilad Sham and they had stopped in Jerusalem and at that time the governor of Rome, Zaim Rome, Heracle or Heraculus, 
uh, was there and he heard about this trade uh, caravan uh, from Mecca that was there in Jerusalem and he invited them to come to his palace. He said he wanted to ask them some questions because he heard of a man in Mecca who was claiming to be a prophet. And this is referring to the Prophet So that this is the setting of the hadith. And this hadith is narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas and reported by Imam Bukhari in his Sahih, Sahih Bukhari, volume one, book one, hadith number six. Abu Sufyan, this is now Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas narrating, Abu Sufyan ibn Harb informed me that Heracle or Heraclus had sent a messenger to him while he had been accompanying a caravan from Quraysh. They were merchants doing business in Sham, which today includes Syria, Palestine, Lebanon, and Jordan. At the time when the Messenger of Allah had truce with Abu Sufyan and the Quraysh. So this is what Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas is reporting what Abu Sufyan told him. So Abu Sufyan and his companions went to Heraclius at Ilya. Ilya, the name of the place which is now Jerusalem, Al-Quds. Heraclius called them into his court in his palace. And he had all the senior Roman dignitaries around him. Because at that time, this was part of the Roman Empire, Jerusalem. He called for his translator, who translating Heracles' question said to them, Who among you, who amongst you, is closely related or most closely related to that man in Mecca who claims to be a prophet? Abu Sufyan replied, I am the nearest relative to him from this group, meaning the group of the Meccans uh, in this trade caravan. Heracles said, bring him, Abu Sufyan, close to me and make his companions stand behind him. Abu Sufyan added, Heracle or Heracles told his translator to tell my companions that he wanted to put some questions to me regarding that man, meaning the Prophet Muhammad and that if I told a lie, they, my companions, should contradict me, should say that that's a lie. Abu Sufyan added, by Allah, had I not been afraid of my companions labeling me a liar, I would not have spoken the truth about the Prophet Yes, because he is an enemy of the Prophet at that time. He was one of the leaders of Quraysh. He led the Quraysh army against the, the Muslims at uh, Battle of Uhud, for example. Uh, and 
he wanted to say something bad about the Prophet but he did not want to be called a liar, to be accused of lying. Uh, look at the, the, peop, the, the quality of the, the Arabs. We mentioned this in our Sira series, how they were, so, some of the, the wonderful qualities that made them the right choice of people to, for Allah SWT to send his final message to the Quran and his final messenger, Rasulullah to them. They had these wonderful qualities. So he said, he wanted to, he desired to say something bad, to make the Prophet look bad in front of this powerful leader of the Roman Empire, Herakl Zaim Rum. But he did not want to be called a lie because if he told a lie, his companions there, meaning the, the members of that trade caravan who were there in the court of the, the governor of Rome, they would say he's a lie if then or definitely when they return to Mecca, they would, to, they would tell the people in Mecca, Abu Sufyan is a liar. This is what he said. So he had no choice but to speak the truth, Abu Sufyan. He continued, the first question Herakl asked me about the prophet was, what is his family status among you? I replied, he belongs to a good, noble family amongst us. Herakle further asked, Has anyone among you, amongst you ever claimed the same, that is to be a prophet, before him? Did anyone make a claim to be a prophet before him? No. So Abu Sufya said, No, replied. He said, Herakle, Zaimarum, the governor of Rome, was anyone amongst his ancestors a king? Anyone from the, from the ancestors of the Prophet Anyone a king? I replied, no. No one was a king. Heraclius asked, do the nobles, noble people, rich people, powerful people, or the poor people follow him? I replied, it is the poor who follow him, follow the Prophet meaning those early converts. In fact, generally they're poor people. They're not the powerful and the strong. There were some exceptions among them, but generally the poor people. Say Nabilal, for example, and so on. He said, Hirakula, are his followers increasing or decreasing day by day? I replied, they are increasing. They're not decreasing, they're increasing. People accepting Islam, coming to Islam. There are few numbers initially, then more coming into Islam. Little by little, day by day, it's increasing slowly at the beginning, but then it gained momentum later on that so many people are accepting Islam. He then asked, Herakla, he's asking Abu Sufyan, does anyone amongst those who embraces religion become displeased and renounce the religion afterwards? I reply, no. I reply, no. They're not renouncing Islam when they accept Islam. Herakla asked, have you ever accused him of telling lies before his claim 
to be a prophet. Did, did you, any one of you in Mecca, accuse the prophet, mean the prophet Muhammad to be a liar, to tell lies? Abu Sufyan said, no. No one ever, never did that. Hiracle said, does he break his promises? I replied, no. We are a truce with him. Now, there is a truce, peace treaty between them. But we do not know what he will do in it, like in, in the days to come. Abu Sufyan added, he said, I could not find the opportunity to say anything against the prophet except that. Couldn't find any, anything else to say, but to say that in future we don't know what he would do. And of course, no one knows that. But it's like to put some doubt in the mind of this governor of Rome that the prophet may do something bad in future. Heraclius asked, have you ever had war with him, fighting him? I replied, yes. Yes, the war is going on from time to time. Then he said, what was the outcome of those battles? I replied, sometimes he was victorious and sometimes we were victorious. Heraclius said, what does he order you to do? I said, Abu Sufyan saying, I said, he tells us to worship Allah alone and not to worship anything along with Allah and to renounce all that our ancestors had said regarding worshiping idols and other than Allah. He orders us to pray, to speak the truth, to be morally upright and to keep good relations with our kith and kin, our family. Those are the questions that Heraclius, Zaim Rome, governor of Rome, asked Abu Sufyan. In this setting, they're in the court of uh, the, 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 the palace of this great powerful leader, Roman Empire, one of the superpowers at that time, along with the Persian Empire. He's asking these questions. Then, after Heracle had asked these 11 questions to Abu Sufyan, and he listened to the answer, then he responded. He responded to the answer of Abu Sufyan after he asked these questions. And he asked his translator to translate what he's saying so they would understand. Question one, what is his family status among you? Abu Sufyan replied, he belongs to a good noble family amongst us. Heracle said, I ask you about his family. And your reply was that he belonged to a very noble family. In fact, all the apostles, all the messengers of God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, come from noble families among their respective people. They are good people. They are known to be good. 
They are not evil people. Not dishonest and liars and cheaters and oppressors and tyrants. No, those are not the apostles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions this about himself. He, he talks about his ancestry. How they were, and for each one of them, they were the chosen of the chosen in each generation of the prophets and his ancestry. And how he came, like he was from the chosen of the, and then he says, finally, after going through his ancestry, how they were, the best in their generation, he says, Wa'ana khiyarun min khiyarin min khiyar. And I am the chosen of the chosen of the chosen. This is how the Prophet describes himself. And, and three levels of being chosen. Like if you say someone is the chosen one, that in and of itself is an honor. You're the best, you're the chosen one. But then if you have from different generations, different people, different classes of chosen people at that time, then the second level of among that chosen group, you are the chosen of the chosen. So another deeper level of honor and nobility. But here the Prophet is giving a third level now. I'm the chosen of the chosen of the chosen. This is the Prophet how he's described. He's the best of the best of the best. He describes himself as this in the hadith. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, Allahu ya'lamu haythu yaj'ala risalatahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he, Allah, knows who it is that he selects to be his prophet and messenger. He selects them well, the best. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares in the Quran. So the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are especially chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the mission of prophethood. Not, not uh, any, any person just like that would be chosen. No, they are special people that are chosen. And the Prophet was specially chosen by Allah subhanahu wa So, Heraclius is saying, he's asking this question, what is his family status among you? Then Abu Sufyan said, nobility, from noble. Who, who is the, the father of the Prophet Sayyidina Abdullah. Sayyidina Abdullah was recognized by the people of Mecca to be the, the superstar of Mecca. The, the chosen one, the one who was loved and respected. He was beautifully handsome, well-spoken. People in Mecca loved him, had beautiful qualities. When he passed away, and the Prophet was, was not yet born, uh, Sayyid Amin was pregnant with the Prophet at that time, shortly after marriage, the marriage of his mother and father. When Sayyidina Abdullah passed away, all of Mecca was sad. 
mourn his passing. All of Mecca, everyone, including all of those who opposed the Prophet from later on when he declared his prophethood. The father, his father, Sayyidina Abdullah radiallahu anhu, was a chosen one from the people of Mecca. His mother, Sayyida Amina, was the best of the women of Mecca. The best of the women of Mecca. Sayyida Amina, radiallahu anhu, the mother of the Prophet. Yes. Then his grandfather, Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib, was the chief of Mecca. The chief of Mecca. Honorable people, noble people. Wonderful qualities they had. And so you go back, generation after generation. They're the chosen in their generation. So the Prophet says, Wana khiyarun min khiyarin min khiyar. I'm the chosen of the chosen of the chosen. Allahu Akbar. So then, so Herakl, Zahim Rome, the governor of Rome, he was a scholar. He was brilliant. And he surrounded himself in his court with scholars. So he knew about all these things. And he knew about the signs that were foretold in the previous scriptures, among which the coming of the final messenger. Because Sayyidina Isa told the disciples, told his followers about this. So in their books, they knew about it. They knew about the coming of the Prophet. Later on, 40 years of age, when the Prophet received, well, before this incident, when he received revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his wife, Sayyidina Khadija, took him to her uncle, Waraka ibn Naufal, who was a Christian monk, and he, he knew about this. When the Prophet ﷺ was a young boy and his uncle, uh, Sayyidina Abu Talib, uh, was taking the Prophet on the trade mission to Bilad al-Sham, and they stopped on the outskirts of Basra. And the monk there uh, knew that the Prophet ﷺ he saw the signs of the, the clouds and the trees and so on, how they were behaving. He knew that this was the, the final messenger was foretold in the scriptures because the signs were there. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Saf, that Sayyidina Isa told his followers, his disciples, of a messenger that will come after him. Ya'ti Rasul min ba'di ismuhu Ahmad. And he mentions his name. His name is Ahmad which is the name of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, Herakl is asking these questions and then he's saying that this is the, the way of the prophets and messengers of God Almighty. They come from noble family. That's the first question that he asked. And then, so he's responding to the answer of Sayyidina Abu Sufyan. I ask you about his family, and the reply was that he belonged to a very noble family. In fact, all the apostles, messengers of God Almighty, Allah SWT, come from noble families among their respective people. That was the first question. Then, second question. Herakl, for to ask, has anyone, anybody amongst you ever claimed the same, that is, to be a prophet, before him, did anyone amongst you in Mecca claim to be a prophet? I replied, no. I replied, no, no claims a prophet. Because actually, after Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, and Sayyidina Ismail, the Bihol there were no other prophets that came of Arab 
lineage. It's only the Prophet Muhammad about 3,000 years after. So Abu Sufyan said, no. No one ever claimed to be a prophet. So Hiracle said, I, I questioned you whether anyone else amongst you claimed such a thing to be a prophet. Your reply was in a negative. If the, if the answer had been in an affirmative, if you had said yes, I would have thought that this man was following the previous man's statement. Was, the hadith says, وَسَأَلْتُكَ هَلْ قَالَ أَحَدٌ مِنْكُمْ هَذَا الْقَوْلِ فَذَكَرْتُ أَنْ لَا فَكُلْتُ لَوْ كَانَ أَحَدٌ قَالَ هَذَا الْقَوْلِ قَبْلَهُ لَكُلْتُ رَجُلٌ يَأَتَسِي بِقَوْلٍ قِيلَ قَبْلَهُ yeah, I would say that if he had said it, if the other people were saying it, then this is just another of those things. Like the false claims of prophethood. Today, you, you, you hear about it every six months, sometimes more frequent every four months or so in the media. Someone claiming to be a prophet. And you know it's, it's, it's a fake claim, it's false. Because the final prophet is Rasulullah Wasallam. But people do this for whatever reasons. Mostly for material, worldly reasons in this way. So, Hiracle is responding uh, to this question he asked and the answer that Abu Sufyan gave, saying that if, if, if someone had made this claim, then it's, it's, it's reasonable to expect that others would do similar. You can make a claim, so it's a false claim. But Abu Sufyan said, no, 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 no one ever made this claim to be a prophet. He's the first in this time. No one in, in, at that time in Mecca claimed to be a prophet. So then there's now, uh, Hiracle is indicating that there is credibility to this claim of this man in Mecca who's claimed to be a prophet. He's the first one who's making this claim in this way. Now, the, the other point is that the Prophet ﷺ made the claim because he was commanded by Allah to do it. He was only following the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran, it's mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals to the Prophet ﷺ. At 40 years of age, he is on Jabal Nur, mountain of Nur of light, at the top of the mountain in Ghari Hira, in the cave of Hira, and on the 27th night of Ramadan, Jibril Islam came to him to reveal the revelation, Ikra, Bismi, Rabbi Kaladi Khalaq, in this way. Then the subsequent revelation, Allah SWT is revealing to the Prophet Ya Ayyuhal Muzzammil, Then again, Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. Kum fa'andhir, kumi layla illa qalila, and so on like this. That he has to pass this message to his people. Arise and warn. Prepare himself, spiritually, 
standing awake at night, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then he is conveying this message to his people. Only what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands and not of his own will. So he, he is told to arise and warn the people. Tell them about the glad tidings if they obey Allah, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the uh, promise of punishment if they disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do wrong things. So he calls the people to Mount Safa one day, gather them there, and then he talks about himself, if, if, who am I, you know me to be like this, to be like that for these past 40 years. Uh, if I were to tell you an army is behind his mountain, come to, 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 to attack you, would you believe me? He says yes and so on. And then he says, I am the apostle of Allah, I am the prophet of Allah. You have to follow me. You have to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then many of them opposed him. Many of them preferred to fight him rather than believing in his message, not because they disagreed with what he was saying. There were other reasons that blinded them spiritually that they couldn't accept the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And, and so if the Prophet wanted to get the support of the people of Mecca, he could have told them what they wanted to hear. Could have told them that. You know, they were along the, 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 this journey of prophethood, there were occasions like this. They, they, they offered him through his uncle, Abu Talib, they offered him all the riches he wanted. Whatever he would ask them for, they would get all the riches together. They would make him their leader. They would give him leadership. They would give him power and authority. Only that he would stop preaching his message of Islam. If he stopped doing that, they would give him everything. If he wasn't the true prophet of Allah, he would have accepted all of that. All the things of the dunya that they offered him. But no, he said no. He said even if he put the sun in his right hand, S-U-N, or the moon in his left hand, even if we give all, he's not going to stop. He will continue preaching the way of La ilaha illallah until he's successful or until he dies doing that. He's dedicated this. His life is with it. This is the way of the Prophet It's not that he was following the, 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 the saying, the claim of other people, like other people in Mecca claim to be a prophet, so he got up one day and say he's a prophet, like that. No, 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 no. Not like that. So this is what Hiracal, this is the, the conclusion he's arriving at. And so this is what, how he responded to Abu Sufyan to the second question he asked him. The second question that Abu Sufyan asked, uh, that was asked of Abu Sufyan by Hiracle. Has, has anyone among you ever claimed the same, that is to be a prophet before him? Abu Sufyan said no. No one made that claim. The claim of the Prophet therefore was a valid, uh, credible claim. It was a, a claim of truth that he was only following the 
order of Allah's, the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are two questions of the many questions that Herakl asked Abu Sufyan in this amazing setting. Uh, and it, it shows more and more great uh, description of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Inshallah, we will continue in the series of the, this beautiful but long hadith of, uh, that's mentioned in uh, Sahih Bukhari uh, of this uh, conversation between Abu Sufyan and Herakl, the governor of Rome who was in Jerusalem at that time. And remember, uh, this is at a time when Abu Sufyan was still a non-Muslim. In fact, he was one of the staunch enemies of the Prophet And what he's saying, it's amazing indeed. May Allah SWT bless us to love the Prophet more and more. May Allah SWT help us to follow in his footsteps, to follow his example, his sunnah in our lives. May Allah SWT help us to be with him in the dunya and in the akhirah, in genital firdaus. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inshallah, we want to make a dua. Uh, several requests for dua. We want to include all of them in dua, inshallah. For all our donors, we want to thank all of them for donating uh, today and yesterday and before. May Allah want to bless all of them. And the, the special appeal for today and the Jummah appeal. We want to thank everyone who responded to the Jummah appeal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. The sponsor for the dinner program. We make dua for all of them. Today, Sister Shakir, Brother Sunny Ishmael, sponsored the dinner program. And request for dua from Sister Safi and Brother Fahima Dean in Chicago. Sister Abid and Sister Shamail in Manchester. Uh, Sidi Jamil Chowdhury and family from New, New York. Make dua for the entire family, inshallah. And also, uh, Siti Yasmin uh, completed uh, Yasin Khatam uh, for my dad who was ill in hospital. Alhamdulillah, he is home now. He's uh, feeling better. Uh, still recuperating, but good enough to be just discharged from hospital. I want to thank Siti Yasmin, yeah, Yasmin for uh, doing the Khatam of Yasin. Also Sister Roxana Began, do for her and her family. Among the names that I want to mention, inshallah, for the donors. Uh, Siti Hawa Vivian 
from Los Angeles, California, for the uh, Juma appeal, Brother Kamran, Kamrul Hassan and family from Scarborough for the uh, new Masjid Building Fund. Uh, Sister Brenda Williams from Harlem, New York for the Rabiel Awal automated 30-day donation. Sister Shanice Mohanlal, Brother Akram Mohanlal for the Rabiel Awal automated donation. Brother Tahir Chowdhury for the Rabiel Awal automated donation. Sister Shamina Owen for the Juma donation. Sister Abidan, Sister Shamila for the Juma donation, the Juma appeal. Sister Roxana Madda from Mississauga for the new Masjid Building Fund. Sister Rafiat Udurinwali from Brampton uh, for the Juma uh, appeal. City uh, Arshia from Los Angeles, California for her donation. Uh, Brother William Akbar from Millitville in Georgia for his uh, donation for the New Masjid Building Fund. Uh, and also again, Brother William Akbar from Georgia for the Juma Appeal. Brother Asif Hassan from Brampton for the Juma Appeal. Sidi Imran Durani from Mississauga for his donation to the Islamic Forum. Uh, Sister Brenda Williams again from Harlem, New York for the Juma Appeal. Siti Khatul bin Zamanadeen from Seattle, Washington for the Juma Appeal. Brother Muhammad Ibrahim Vali Muhammad from Fairfax in Virginia, United States uh, for the Juma Appeal. Brother Azam Khan from Mississauga for the Juma Appeal. Uh, Brother Horace Pardis and Sister Mariam Pardis from Pembroke Pines in Florida. For the Juma Appeal, Brother Jamil Chowdhury from New York, Jamil Chowdhury family from New York, uh, United States for the Juma Appeal, Sister Azimun Nisha Rahoman from Brampton for the Juma Appeal. These are some of the names I want to mention today and make dua for all our donors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. Alhamdulillah. Now for dua, we also, in, in addition to all those who requested dua, we include all of that in our niyyah, and then all our donors and the sponsors of the dinner program. And for each and every one of you, we make special dua for each and every one of you. Whatever dua you want to make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keep that dua in your, that knee in your heart and we make dua for that insha'Allah. And do remember the special Juma appeal. Uh, if you have not donated something for Juma today, uh, you can kindly do so once you finish your program. You go to the Islam Forum website, islamicforumonline.com, and to the donation page, there's a button that says Juma appeal, that you click on that button for your Juma donation, inshallah. So do remember the Juma appeal 
uh, for today. We had a wonderful Jummah today. We thank everyone who joined us today for Jummah. The uh, online, the, the, the physical audience here, those who came off with Jummah today, Masjid, and then online, we had a large crowd online as well from brothers, uh, of brothers and sisters, many different cities, many different countries. Uh, we thank Allah SWT for His blessings. Alhamdulillah. So kindly raise your hands and join me in dua. Allahumma ameen. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Ameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman bikaduri azamati thatika fi kulli waqtin waheem. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimeen. La ilaha illa Allahul halimul kareem. Subhanallahi rabbil arshil azim. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قديته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا إلا قديتها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا هب لنا من لدنك ذرية طيبة إنك سميع الدعاء ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين آمين آمين
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in tawfiq and kubul and ziyada. As we conclude our program for today, we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you from the coronavirus pandemic, protect you from all sources of harm, keep you and your entire family and your loved ones safe, uh, in good health and in afiyah. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his special blessings on you and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you uh, always in the shade of his divine mercies. Until we meet again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.